0: Well, we have always had an interest in Scientology on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And not in the sense that we think that this is a, an organization we want to align with, but rather we've been fascinated with. And we've always had one person that we go to with any questions we have about the Church of Scientology. And it's our friend who's an ex Scientologist. Her name is Natalie. And there's a reason why we've asked her to join us today.
2: Yep, Nat- Natalie, thank you for joining us today happy happy to join natalie webster of course uh no stranger to you who listened to our station or have for a while natalie we've uh, had you on several times to talk about scientology as colleen mentioned this time though we asked you to come on and talk about um something you were featured in a a piece on this in the city pages that uh is titled inside the twin cities dwindling scientology movement you and your daughter were highlighted among others uh, who have some direct experience with the Church of Scientology in the Twin Cities and it's really eye-opening and and frankly, you know, they the church wants you to believe they have a huge presence. They've got this giant building in St. Paul, but turns out maybe not so much.
1: No, yes, they have a big building and they have large buildings across the world that they acquired through fundraising and really manipulating parishioners into paying, giving up their 401k's, their kids, college funds, maxing out credit cards, and donating the money to the Church of Scientology so they could build and renovate these large buildings that they now hold as real estate holdings. And the propaganda on it is that it's along the lines of, you know, if we build it, they will come. Might have worked for Kevin Costner, not working for the Church of Scientology. Not so much. They built it, and, you know, it's, a, it's an investment. They have this real estate now that they have not had to pay for because it was paid for by parishioners, but no one is coming. They're empty. And that was the focus of the City Pages story, which I got to say, I had just seen the cover. And um, there's my daughter. <laughs> Front and center. She was
0: surprised by that as well. <laughs> but you knew that you were both taking part in this. You just didn't realize that she was going to be the cover.
1: Yeah, exactly. I was, you know, approached by a reporter for City Pages about about it and the topic. And and she was as well because we had such a shared experience locally here in the twin cities and but yeah we didn't we didn't know but it was, it was it was great i thought that they did an amazing job in really kind of sharing and making known to it You know, people are welcome to go into the Church of Scientology and have a tour. And they even talk about in the article people who did that, including the writer and what happened.
2: Well, and I will say, too, I think your daughter says in that piece that, you know, um, there might be like a few dozen families involved in the like five-state area. that The the Church of Scientology is very, very small uh, in terms of membership. And and again, that's sort of um, even more dwarfed by this, like, the, the presence they want you to think they have for example, with this giant building in uh, downtown St. Paul.
1: Yeah, and that's part of the propaganda. You know, when I was still a member of the Church of Scientology several years ago, I mean, we were hard-pressed to get 100 people, 100 Scientologists, to show up to any kind of a major Scientology get-together gathering, you know, let alone the millions or tens of thousands that they claim to have in the Twin Cities area. Um, But again, it's all part of the propaganda. If you think about how, you know, North Korea does it in convincing their citizens of the evils of the West and, and, you know, there's no free press, it's similar in the way that Scientology works to manipulate its members and especially its staff members and their Sea Org members, which are the members who work full-time for Scientology, which are primarily who end up being the worst victims of Scientology.
0: You know, I'm thinking about this and I'm thinking about like you talk about the propaganda that they put out. We see videos from time to time of David Miscavige, who's the leader of the Church of Scientology, speaking to a packed arena full of people, you know, and I'm wondering where are they getting those people from? Because that is they're trying to show us that there's so many people that believe in this. They've got a whole flipping TV network, for goodness sake. How are, oh, they, no. how are they
1: doing this smoke and mirrors? You know, just that way, these large events that you see the videos of, they're international Scientology events, and they take place usually in Los Angeles or in Florida, where there are the largest concentration of Scientology in those areas. And they use every single staff member. I remember when I was in the C organization, these events are mandatory. You have to go and sit your butt in a chair. It's mandatory for all of the staff members to go, and that's, you know, a few thousand right there if you're Mm -hmm. in L.A. or in Florida. And if you're a parishioner of the Church, it's mandatory that you go as well. Uh, When you go to a a local, like here in St. Paul, the Church of Scientology, you really get an idea of that there really are not that many members. It really is dwindling, and that's where a lot of the desperation comes from. And, you know, that's one thing that City Pages talks about. They shared an incident that um, happened to my daughter, Shelby, where her Shelby we had left Scientology, and Shelby had a friend who was curious about Scientology and said, well, you know what, let's go down there, see for yourself, find out for yourself. Because um, my daughter has a good head on her shoulders and shared the, despite what happened to her, she wants people to have their own experience, make your own judgment about it. And they went down there, and um, a staff member that Shelby knew, approached her and said, hey, Shelby. And they were just, you know, Shelby's just lovely. Mm -hmm. And they were chatting. And another staff member started screaming off in the distance, telling the guy who was talking to her to back away. I mean, literally yelling his name and saying, back away, back away. Because he was talking to, you know, to my daughter, who was doing nothing but standing on the street corner there showing her friend the building.
2: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, and and, uh, there are no shortage of these kinds of stories. One other question I I had for you, Natalie, if you guys are just joining us, we're talking to Natalie Webster about the Church of Scientology in the Twin Cities and uh, a wonderful piece that the City Pages uh, highlighted both Natalie and her daughter. Um, Have you had a chance or have you been paying attention at all to this, uh, um, the Scientology uh, television experience?
1: I have not watched it. I've seen little snippets on the Internet of it. Um, and I've, I've spoken to a few people who have watched it and have gotten their feedback on it, which is primarily that they're just kind of creeped out by it. Um, I, I think, you know, that's something they were working on from even when I was there several years ago wow. to raise money to purchase the studio to have their own Scientology channel. And, you know, and people ask a lot, like, well, why would they do that? Are they really going to get new members doing that? The answer is no, not really. Most people know, have the 411 on Scientology and the organization and the abuses that occur. They're not going to. What that allows them to do is show the parishioners, show the many wealthy people who still support the organization, this is where we're spending your money. Because they've been under fire now for years for taking large amount of donations that put individuals and families in extreme financial hardship yet can't show what they were doing with the money. And now they're showing, well, we have these big, beautiful buildings, and now, well, we have this Scientology channel. And it's just another way to further that propaganda that it's a growing, you know, they refer to themselves as the world's fastest-growing religion, and it's just, you know, it's not true. And if they want to go on and have their channel and share their their beliefs and all that, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Anybody can do that. Where I have a problem is it's an organization that has, tax-exempt status. And this is why sometimes people ask, well, you know, what do I care? I was never in Scientology. I'm not affected by it. You are. Mm -hmm. They have tax-exempt status. They have that here in Minneapolis and St. Paul. And this is an organization that perpetuates, has perpetuated coerced abortions, the cover-ups of sexual assault. Um, It goes on and on and on. And they have tax-exempt status and all the benefits that go with that. And until that goes away, they're going to be protected to a degree it's going to be harder to expose those crimes. And if you watch Leah Remini's show, you see, and she's been doing a great job sharing those stories.
0: Well, Natalie, thank you so much for joining us, and thank you for the work that you have done and continue to do um, to speak about your own personal experience in Scientology and, and you know, what you saw and what is sort of being confirmed, again, by a lot of former Scientologists. So thank yeah, you, and thank you for yeah, making yourself appreciate- available today.
1: And I always appreciate you guys, too, shedding light on this because, you know, we've, I've always said it's everybody has their situation, their, their own cult, their own controlling situation or abusive situation, and you can always do something to get out of it and to change it. And every time you guys talk about it, you also share that message. So I appreciate it. Oh,
0: thank you, Natalie. Thanks, Natalie. It's good we'll to talk, catch up. Yeah, it's good to catch up. We'll talk to you again, no doubt, when Scientology finds its way into the news again. All right, everybody. When we come back, we have the definitive list of the most popular Easter candies in the country by state. But we would rather know what the worst Easter candy is. 651 1071 What do you think is the worst Easter candy we'll talk to you about that after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk 107.1 we have a definitive list of the most popular Easter candies in each state in the country and that's all fine and good but isn't it more fun to talk about the ones that we just can't stand? 651-641-1071. What is the worst Easter candy? That's our question There's on the so Colleen many. and Bradley show on My talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. And you, if you call 651-641-1071. What's the worst Easter candy, Bradley? Who
2: do you think is, uh, I was going to ask you that.
0: Oh, do you want me to say? Yeah. Um, I don't even Ladies know first. people do this anymore, but I think gumdrops are nasty. Gumdrops are nasty? Yes. Mm. Ick the texture and just... You don't, you're you not a
2: chewy, fruity person, though.
0: That is actually true. Yeah. That is absolutely true. That's why I said it.
2: Okay, well, what do you think the worst one is? Black jelly beans. Oh. And I like black licorice. Don't Don't confuse... But um, black jelly beans in particular, it's just like, maybe one. Okay, I'll eat one. That was fun. Moving on. Like, n- nobody eats a handful of black jelly. I know some idiot's going to... I shouldn't say idiots. Whoops. Some, some black <laughs> jelly bean person's going to call and be like, I love them. I
0: can't get enough. I eat them all day, all day long. We just had somebody the other day who said that they loved them.
2: But I mean, do you really, or are you just one of those people and you know who you are, who have to love the thing that nobody else loves. That's a good point. That's
1: I mean, I've point. been that
2: person before, so I, I feel like I'm equipped to say that. Um, as somebody who once got a uh, double scoop of black licorice ice cream with butterscotch topping. Wait, what? It was disgusting.
0: Why? Wait, why did you do that? I,
2: that's the kid that I was. Like, and then I bet you this. ate the whole thing and, and pretended like, like it was why good. Why are you getting that? That's dumb. And I would have been like, it's amazing because I had to prove a point. Don't tell me what to do. And did
0: you eat the whole thing? Duh. Even though it was disgusting Duh. and actually, you acted like it was delicious. I will delicious? tell you I
2: had uh, some black licorice ice cream uh, not too long ago and it was da bomb actually but not with butterscotch. I don't why.
0: I don't like black licorice at all. Blew. Um for the record I would but again, put that Easter also candy on the- black
2: jelly beans. Okay. No thanks.
0: Let's go to Natasha. Natasha, what do you think is the worst Easter candy Natasha?
1: I think the worst Easter candy is the Brock's jelly beans.
0: Just generally speak, spe- are those the ones that taste like wax? Like the
1: yeah, like there are. And they really don't have. They don't have different flavors.
0: Yes. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Natasha. You, I. Those are the ones that this was like. That's what I thought a jelly bean was, right? Because like that's what the Easter bunny would leave at my oh, yeah, house was that kind. Are. No, yes. Well, now yes.
2: now there are different kinds of jelly beans, but in uh, growing up, yeah. there was one kind of jelly bean, and they didn't have different flavors, and uh, you know, th- yeah.
0: And yeah. I hated them, and then the flavors were elevated, and Jelly Belly came on the scene, and then it was all, all bets are
2: off. So while we're talking about this, um, you know, you referenced that there was a list of the best Easter candy by state, mm-hmm. and uh, we should let people know that in our own state, I think Minnesota for once made the right choice uh for the best easter candy cadbury milk chocolate mini eggs
0: i i tend to agree
2: now these are the these are not the like um cadbury cream eggs right these are those tiny little robin eggs with a crunchy candy shell and beautiful creamy milk cadbury chocolate
0: so delicious so yummy
2: i could eat a whole bag right now
0: so delicious okay let's go to aaron hey aaron what is the worst easter candy
2: To the gym to work out.
0: Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. the person behind
2: all of this is Chris Jenner.
0: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
2: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
0: You hurt Bradley's heart a little bit. <laughs> you didn't hurt my heart though Aaron, because I agree. Yeah. Why do you not like peeps? Bradley's wondering.
1: Oh they just like the texture they're just chewy and just the sugar yeah it's an acquired taste
2: (laughs) marshmallow in general is an acquired taste i get it i get it and more for me i'm totally fine with that Uh, also take them out of the package let them sit for a few hours even better
0: see that's i think the thing i don't i don't mind oh my gosh do you remember i just had a flashback do you remember when we had that peeps eating contest yeah I just got sick to my stomach again thinking about it. We had to see who could eat the most peeps.
2: We didn't really do it justice, though, to be quite It honest. was
0: a depressing moment. Okay, let's go to Chris. Hi, Chris. Chris, what is the worst Easter candy?
2: Well, I guess I now have two because I grew with the previous color that peeps Those are nasty because they don't even taste like jet puff marshmallows but what i was gonna say
1: is cadbury cream egg no oh! no chris i will not have why, that on
2: why my show why don't you uh why don't you like him chris oh, he went bye-bye oh, oh
0: okay um i can't I, that hurt my heart a little bit
2: because i understand it though i mean i love uh, a cadbury cream egg but that is that is an acquired taste and uh i can only eat one of those like it's that's not a candy that i want to eat a, like a box of
0: I want to eat a box of them, but I only allow myself the one per year. You can eat
2: multiple Cadbury cream eggs in a sitting?
0: Yep. You know when they come in that package? I would like to watch that. uh, No, because I only allow myself the one. Mm. Um, But, you know, they come in like a... I think you can get them in like a package of four, and it, it takes all I can... They come muster. in a package of four. That you can buy them like that. Oh. Like you can buy, there are like... Like a box. Like a, a box, yeah, of like four. And the box of four is for myself and then my children each get one. But it takes all the self-control I have to not indulge I it's in the, fondant the whole box on to, oh. that,
2: that gives me a tummy ache if I eat too much of that.
0: Oh, I love it so much. It's the best. And I'm still... Holly, I swear to you, I promise... Maybe on Monday, I will bring some leftover Cadbury cream eggs and you and I can indulge in our one per year. Yay! Okay. All right. And uh, when we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley Show, we've got some crazy, stupid idiots to tell you about. We'll be back after this. Oh, yeah. And if you're anywhere near Facebook, we're going to hop on the Facebook and do a Facebook Live right now. Now... On the Colleen and Bradley show. Let's get to those crazy, stupid idiots.
1: Well,
3: then, I guess one could say that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots.
2: It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again. Oftentimes in the state of Florida. Indeedly do. Yes.
0: And that is not, I believe, where we are going first. Actually, right, I lied you like to, go? to you. We are going oh, okay. to Florida.
2: Florida! Where in Florida? Um, Bo- T- Bonita Beach Road. Oh, Bonita Beach Road. I don't Been know. There.
0: I don't know what city. Have you really?
2: It's probably in Bonita Springs.
0: Oh, you're probably right. Uh, here's what had happened. I want to tell you about what happened when Isaac Javier Ortez was delivering his pizza. Okay. He is not the crazy, stupid idiot. All right. Okay. Good.
2: Cause he's delivering pizza. It's the Lord's work.
0: He has been delivering pizza for 13 years. That has been his career. And he was delivering his pizza, right? Like I said, near Bonita Beach Road, uh, when he had, Mm, something that he'd never had happened before happen. He went to the door of the home. He was to deliver the pizza to, yeah. he brought the pizza to the door. Ding dong. Uh, and the people came out yeah. and they said, we didn't order any pizza.
2: Oh, I bet that happens. Somebody probably sent him on a wild goose chase.
0: But the second they, he heard them say, we didn't order any pizza. Yeah. He heard his car behind him make a big noise. Oh no. What
2: did somebody steal the car? Was
0: that big noise? Well, somebody tried to steal the car. Okay, here was the problem the car was attempting to be stolen by 13 year old Miguel Garcia and 14 year old Rogelio Sebastian. Okay, the problem was, and the reason there was
2: the uh, pedals.
0: No, the reason there was a loud noise was. Because they had put it into first gear and oh, didn't know what to do then. God. Because you know why? It was a
2: manual. It was
0: a manual transmission. And uh, he said, I didn't know what to do. They looked like little kids. They looked like babies. Uh, but the deputies did catch them because they couldn't go far. And uh, those young kids did get in trouble. And I got to say, you look at their mug shots and they're, you know. They've got time to turn it around, I guess is what I'm trying to say. They look like young kids. Oh, my God. I know. They are. They're just babies. Uh, uh, Mr. Ortez's boss has now um, given him some advice.
2: Which is lock your car. Take
0: your keys with you
2: and lock your car. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So there you go. In 13 years, this had never happened. In fact, actually, he's been delivering pizzas since one of the little criminals was born. Yeah. Yeah. And this was a first. But remember, everybody, take your keys out of the ignition and walk away with owner of Happy
2: Pizza. Yeah. Well, wasn't happy for Mr. Ortiz, Mm -hmm. was it? Mm -mm. Um, That was in Florida in beautiful Bonita Springs. We need to come back to Minnesota for a moment. And actually, this is a follow up. So you'll remember we talked about this guy uh, last week. Mm-hmm. and uh it was scott staska that name means nothing to you probably Mm-mm. but if i told you it's uh the guy who was the superintendent of the recory school district
0: <gasps> yes this is the guy the guy who was a uh, pantsless at the quick trip
2: yes it and was nobody <laughs> more like the trip yeah and uh so he was captured on video mm-hmm. scott staska was mm-hmm. superintendent of recory school district um He was captured on videotape exposing himself to employees at the Quick Tramp in Waite Park. Mm -hmm. Now, he's not yet been charged, but you'll remember... Do you remember at the time the story about this guy was that this wasn't the first time that this had happened? Right. That there were other times, and we were like, well, why didn't they ever report him? Well, for whatever reason, the staff at the Quick Trip just never reported Mm -hmm. it. Well, now we know more. Now we know... That in addition to the moment he was arrested last week after that incident, there were a total of 16 indecent exposure incidents from November until March when he was captured by police or arrested.
0: 16 separate times he arrived at that very quick trip with dangling participles?
2: Yes. Well, one participle in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, and it didn't happen just at the quick trip. It happened at the quick trip at Super America and apparently two stores at the Crossroads Mall. Now, that's a lot of places. Yeah, it is. Not one person had reported that behavior to authorities. Uh, so police have no idea why. But... I'm a little concerned that the folks in Waite Park might need to undergo some, like, training, perhaps? I mean, Or here's- get a memo in the mail about if you see somebody come up to you and shake their junk in your face and it's not, like, 11 o'clock at night in the privacy of your own home, mm-hmm. you're, or, like, at the gym and somebody's drying off, um, you really shouldn't Those be doing that. Those are the only this. two acceptable scenarios. I th- To me, what this says... Um,
0: I don't I, how do I say this? If that doesn't seem out of the ordinary to you, that there would be a pantsless human dangling his participle at the gas station. That is of concern, which makes me wonder about the goings on in that particular area yeah,
2: well, of Minnesota. It's, it, again, it's not just one place, it's several yeah. places, which again means that there's a theme, which is why I suggested perhaps they needed to have like, a refresher course on appropriate behavior.
3: Interesting. Uh- they need to know the difference between their dipsticks. You know, <laughs> Di- training, you
0: guys. Training,
3: you guys. Training.
0: Dip- training. Dip- yes.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway, he could face misdemeanor charges. I feel like if you do it sixteen times all over town, you should be facing a little more than a, a misdemeanor charge. Um, he is expected to make his first court appearance within the next four to six weeks. He is currently on paid administrative leave.
0: Um, if I lived in that particular area of town, I may be arguing that. Also, can I just throw this out there? How did so like how did they find out about those other times that weren't reported? After the fact, like, were they interviewing all the gas stations around town? Like, have you seen this peen or what?
2: Yeah. No, I mean, I'm assuming they did some, you know, investigation. Interesting.
0: All right. Uh, Okay. Let us go to Florida again, shall we? Let's go to Vero Beach. That is where uh, a guy who lived and worked at Trinity Episcopal Church Got in a bit of a pickle. Yeah, apparently he did. Um, and was he homeless or something? We don't go. They don't go into why he lived there. I mean, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't. You know, at some churches they have. Um, what is the name of that parsonage where people can live? He lived there, Uh, and it was his job to. um, Well, I don't know what his job was, but he knew where the church drop box was, where they put the money to deposit at the end of the evening. And he decided, mm, you know what? I think I can reach in there and grab that money and I need that money.
2: Oh, steal the money? Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: And so he did so. He tried to put his arm into the drop box um... and he tried to take that money. The problem was he got a hold of the money. Yeah. But he couldn't take his arm with him, which meant he couldn't take his money with him the money with him his arm got stuck in the box
2: so he stuck his arm he couldn't get it out he well, couldn't get it up
0: well obviously he couldn't move and started yelling for help and his uh, arm by the way which was quote bleeding heavily Oh no! at about nine fifty p.m on saturday the officers uh, found him and freed him from the drop box and promptly Transported him to the medical center for treatment, and then
2: jail. Hopefully, took
0: him to jail. Yeah, oh. he's been jailed on one thousand dollars bond. It's so
2: sad that he. Fa- I mean, like, I'm a. Was he homeless? And then he's there and with the thing. I mean, they could have just asked him for some money.
0: You know, I, he lived and worked at that church, so yeah. I mean, it is a sad situation, right? However, the whole arm in the drop box. I mean, he almost left it behind. It's just. There don't reach in. That's just a general rule. Just don't reach in to anything. Vending machines, those claw machines, well, anything
2: where your hand is not meant to go. Right, certainly. Otherwise you're going to get it stuck.
0: Don't reach in. And yeah. then it's going to be really easy to get caught doing the thing you aren't wanting to get caught doing.
2: I also just don't understand how things get caught. Like, if you can get your hand in, how can you not get your hand out? I don't know, but you've
0: seen this happen before where people put their head in spaces they're not supposed to yes, put their head in, and is, then it's over. That
2: is for sure. I think you just talked about one yesterday. Did I? Huh. About the guy who got stuck between...
0: Oh, yeah, his whole body. Yeah. Yeah. Baseball Mike. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got a daily snap judgment. It's a this or that question we ask every single day on the Facebook page.
2: It's a very tough question.
0: And we ask it and ask you to answer it. And then we judge you for answering that question. And the
2: question today was... Uh, Your face or uh, not your face. That was not the question. Actually, it's uh, chocolate bunny hollow... Or solid? That is
0: the question. Chocolate
2: bunny, hollow, or solid?
0: Go answer it. And we will read your answers and judge you for them after this. And we'll also check in with our friend Donnie right here on My Talk 1071. All right. Every day on The Colleen and Bradley Show, we ask you a question. And that question is a this or that question. You go to the Facebook page, you answer that question, and then we judge you for your answers on The Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Oh. Streaming live at mytalk 1071com oh. We are Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen, that's Bradley, and Bradley, what was the question we asked our listeners Today's today? Today's
2: question was a simple one, or maybe not so simple. It just depends on how you feel about chocolate Easter bunnies. The question was, chocolate bunny, hollow or solid?
0: hmm And D said hollow, so it can be filled with... Oh, gosh, we haven't done this in a long time. I don't have the song. Rum chata. Olay. Okay, moving on. Thank you. Uh, oh,
2: that was a sad moment
0: Tracy said uh, when I don't have my glasses on words are blurred I thought I was reading solid or swallow okay uh, now that I have my glasses that on is really
2: inappropriate she says hollow uh-huh. uh
0: Amy said hollow that satisfying pop when you bite off an ear okay if you took that out of context that would sound really really frightening awful and you would sound a little bit psycho yeah i just love it when you bite off that ear and you hear that pop by the way i was watching an episode of Grey's anatomy last night it's an older one um where an ear somebody accidentally slices an ear off
2: wow Mm -hmm. that was a fun story and then somebody slips on it on the on the
0: it was just it was a folly's act it was very funny somebody slipped on it the ear the ear (laughs) on the ground and then another doctor slipped on the ear You haven't heard that one
2: before, huh? Wow. Now you're really selling that show.
0: Kathy said solid or filled with peanut butter.
2: Oh, I will say that. Have you had a Reese's peanut butter bunny?
0: No. Is that a thing? Oh, yeah. They make bunnies?
2: That are filled with Reese's peanut butter. Big ones? Yeah. Really? Did I stutter?
0: Oh, I just didn't know if yes, you were being they, very serious, and I want to go get one.
2: Oh, my God. I would not joke about Reese's peanut butter.
0: Thank you. Sarah said solid. Hollow is a bait and switch. Kind of agree. Uh, oh, look who's here. A what? Give it up for Donnie. Hello, Donnie. Oh, hey, Donnie. I think she like, just Donnie Donnie's you. Donnie's pretty good. Uh, I'm trying walrus, to have a conversation Donnie. with you, Donnie. You interrogate Donnie. Who is Donnie? Hey, Donnie.
2: Apparently, a walrus. Yeah, that's ta- all right. You know, that's Dolly and I do a podcast together, and she likes to throw shots. That's how Jeez, she rolls. She likes to do shots, yeah. too. Well, that's true. Sometimes she does it during the podcast. Yeah, not surprised. That is
0: absolutely <laughs> not true. During not true. Her show it, all it, the time. It's, it's not true, no. Fake
2: news. <laughs> okay. No, fake news. Sorry. What was the question today?
0: Uh, thank you for asking, Donnie. The yeah. question today is, how do you prefer your chocolate bunny? Would you like it hollow
2: or solid? Oh, solid as a rock. Solid. Solid as a rock.
0: Ashford and as Simpson, rock. 1988. Why do you like it solid
2: because more chocolate oh for sure (laughs)
0: i'm gonna probably go a little bit against the grain here
2: as as usual
0: i like a hollow one i find the solid ones to be really hard to eat Oh,
2: the hollow ones crumble why are they how are they hard to eat because they're so dense and Mm. do you do you you have teeth issues
0: No, I just like it to be easier to, to bite off the chocolate. Oh. The
2: problem with the um, the hollow bunny is that generally they're not actual chocolate. What
0: we learned this yesterday. Oh, Do no. you have the ingredients in front of you, Bradley? You should read oh, them to Donnie because uh, we should. You ruined everybody's. Yeah,
2: right before Easter. Nice going. Yeah.
0: Uh, so I think Donnie deserves to also hear the ingredients. All right, so what are
2: the ingredients. Is uh, there any chocolate at all? Generally speaking, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> Here's here here's one. Oh, actually, that's not a good one. So, how do I find? I'm I'm, I don't have it. But um, what I will tell you is is that made out of carob. No, no, there's not not
0: even carob in there. Oh jeez, it's literally like wax.
2: (laughs) Very often, it's things (laughs) like oils, (laughs) cottonseed oil, Mm -hmm. cocoa mass, Mm -hmm. or some kind of. Oh, do we ever learn what that was? Cocoa mass? I don't know. It's something and it's oh not good. Okay. Anyway, so my point being that hollow bunnies, usually you should stay away from them because very rarely, just look the next time you're in a Walgreens and you see a chocolate bunny, look at the ingredients and tell yourself or ask yourself, is this chocolate? <laughs>
0: Can I tell you something? What? Cocoa mass is 100% intense cocoa. Oh, okay. That's what it's.
2: I've never heard of such thing. Intense I, cocoa?
0: The, Google says 100% intense cocoa. Cocoa mass is 100% pure cocoa made from roasted beans and ground into yeah, a smooth and homogeneous
2: a, liquor. Here's the other thing is chocolate is not just one or the other. And the, the thing that I've found when you look through the ingredients is that it, there might be like elements of chocolate in them, but it's not all chocolate. So you either have some crap because is cottonseed oil really an ingredient in chocolate? I mean, no,
0: I don't. So to no. me,
2: when you have just a bunch of garbage ingredients and some cocoa, you can't really call that chocolate. Oh, not, not really. Yeah, it
0: does not chocolate make. No. Mm. Um, Bradley, I think I already know your answer, but
2: um, my answer would be solid you only because solid I want money. more chocolate.
3: Holly. I'm picking hollow. Why? Not necessarily to eat, but they kind of make me feel sad when I look at them in the store. <laughs> oh my
0: gosh. <laughs> so yeah. You picked
3: hollow.
2: Are you high? <laughs> what is happening you right sad? now? What is it with you and yeah. them? <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: What? What?
3: Like, it makes me feel like this really melancholy sadness when I look at the little peter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Yes. That is, yeah. Well, they have, the, they have the little <laughs> yellow eyes, mm-hmm. Okay. right? And then they just stare at you. And then it makes me sad. They're and also now scared. it makes me more sad because now I know they're not made with real chocolate. And so then I feel really sad for parsnip Pete. So I want to give him <laughs> some Pars- love. Pete.
2: Parsnip you Pete. actually That's think I'm staring at you, huh?
3: It, well, I just feel sad. Right. I feel sad for the too tall Alrighty. bunny.
2: Pars- Is his name really Parsnip Pete?
3: There's one named Parsnip Pete. There's also Pete. the Grand Bunny, the Professor, Big Binks. Baby Binks. Big Banks. Yeah. Big Merlin's Hollow Why Rabbit. Wait, I
0: don't want to name the rabbits that I'm going to eat.
3: Cottontail? Why Cottontail is looking at you through that decorative box with the beady little eyes. Wait, no, now eye. I'm feeling hollow as <laughs> and well. Now Thank you, me, <laughs> And it makes me feel sad. It's the same oh, sadness yeah. that Carson I get. Pete, you
2: can get them for four bucks.
3: Yeah. It makes me this sad in the same way that the outside of a toy store makes me sad. You know, when the little mechanical animals, they're all running around outside. And then there's that one that's just backed into a corner mm-hmm. and can't escape.
2: Oh. You know, they're not <laughs> real, For right? Strange person.
3: Do you get sad when they run out of batteries? Yes,
2: yeah, I don't. That's course. my
0: favorite part. Yeah, she. No, you actually <laughs> steal the batteries yeah, and throw them out. away. I do sometimes. I'm sorry.
2: Well, why would you name a chocolate bunny after a less than delectable vegetable?
0: Yeah, you know what? Okay, parsnip? well, first of all, well, I actually I you can parsnip do good. Things Pete is getting a lot
2: of just anger on the show today. I
0: don't like that it is parsnip Pete though, because I don't I think like I don't. I just don't I want.
2: Don't, have you had? parsnips? I love parsnips. Oh you yeah, do I amazing. don't know, but
0: what I'm saying is oh, I don't want okay. the word parsnip next to chocolate because I that just creates
2: yeah, a taste
0: that I'm not excited it, no, about. I mean, the fact that
2: you're parsnip. eating a rabbit. In the shape, I mean, that alone in the shape might of weird a rabbit. you out, right? No, yeah, no. maybe, I suppose. Like, I'm eating a cute furry woodland. No, creature. I'm actually,
0: I am like Holly, a little bit feeling hollow inside because they name them and then I get attached to them and then it's over after that. See
2: what just started, Holly?
0: It's fine. I think it's a movement. It's a movement <laughs> that Holly has started. Uh, I think I'm going to have a okay. movement. Okay, all right. Story. All right. Hey. Okay. Thanks for hanging out with, with us today. Brown
2: parsnip peach.
0: Lori and Julia are coming up next. Thanks for hanging with us.
1: Ka-chan, ka-chan, fam.